The word of God found in Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Thus saith the Lord our God. Thanks, uh, Robert. Good to have Robert and Charlene Sanford uh, with us during these days, and thank you for reading this morning, Bob. Well, good morning again. Uh, Mr. Rogers used to say, beautiful morning in the neighborhood. And it is a beautiful morning this morning, and uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, You have some sermon notes, I think, tucked away in your Sunday news. uh, And uh, one side, particularly uh, today, has a section called... uh, practicum. And, uh, and I would just encourage you to take some time to reflect upon that particular side of your sermon notes. Uh, if not here this morning, then take it home. Maybe in your quiet time, reflect a little uh, as, we, as we practice and as we learn uh, to hear the voice of God more clearly in our lives. We have to practice that. And so this is just a little bit of an exercise this morning, and I'll continue to do that in the days to come. Well, uh, I've been really looking forward to starting a uh, new series of messages with you today, a series called uh, Hearing God, Hearing God. And I I am going to confess to you that uh, I do so with a little bit of apprehension, just a little bit, because I happen to believe that the topic is a very crucial one. And I think this is the kind of series that can take our journey with Jesus to a new level uh, if we allow it to. But the joy, the joy for me is that many would discover a more vibrant and exciting relationship with God that would fill them with adventure and anticipation for all the years that they get to spend on planet Earth. Wouldn't that be awesome that we would know his voice a little better as we journey forward in the days to come? So I invite you to pray and uh, ask God for these next number of weeks that we would hear his voice, uh, that we would become real students of his heart, that we would uh, become students of uh, of his voice. So ask the Lord uh, for hearts to hear God. And wouldn't it be exciting again for a whole congregation to be really hearing God and balanced in that, not way out on some far edge that is like weird, but really balanced followers of Christ who hear God and who obey him like Pastor uh, Norb uh, preached last Sunday, um, not just hearing, but also uh, doing. So two thoughts this morning. Keep it real simple. Two thoughts this morning. 
Number one, God is still speaking today. God is still speaking today. There was a time in Israel's history when King Hezekiah was very, very ill. And Isaiah said, the prophet said to the king, put your affairs in order for you're going to die. Not a great message. When King Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and he prayed to the Lord and he said, Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. And then he broke down and wept bitterly. Now, this is so interesting. Isaiah chapter 38, uh, verse 4. Then the message came to Isaiah from the Lord, Go back to Hezekiah, and do you remember the story? And tell, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I've heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will rescue you from this city and from the king of Assyria. I will add 15 years to your life and I'll rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. Now what a dialogue with God. And that's what I want you to see this morning mostly from that passage. The dialogue. That God is speaking. That God is hearing the heart of Hezekiah and God is speaking through his servant Isaiah. And there's a dialogue. God continues to let his heart be known in every generation. And he's speaking in our day. He is speaking in our day. He is speaking to us. He wants to be in a conversation with us. Have you ever thought that God wants to be in a conversation with you? He wants to be in a dialogue with you. Listening and speaking and listening and speaking. Some of you that are a little older will remember the name Rosalind Rinker. How many just happen to remember that name? Oh, am I alone? Oh, well, there's maybe one. Uh, I have one. Uh, two. Uh, look at that. She wrote a book years ago, so I think it goes back to the 70s, and that's why you're not putting up your hand. Uh, it's called Conversational Prayer. And uh, it was a big hit. It was a big hit when it came out because uh, the idea was that a small group of people could enter into conversation with God. And it came out of realizing that prayer is not one single speech after another toward God, but there is an aspect of listening. So we all enter into conversation and we listen. And we hear one person pray, and then we listen, and then we express what we hear God saying, and the prayer time becomes more alive because it has this sense of conversation to it. Listening and speaking and listening and speaking. God was trying to tell us uh, through his servant Isaiah the importance of hearing God, listening to him, entering a dialogue with him. You know, uh, friends, truly the most thrilling times in my life have been when I know I've heard God. They were the most awesome moments. I did a little exercise this week at staff, and, and uh, 
and simply asked our staff, tell me a time when you distinctly knew that you heard from God, that he spoke to you. Great stories, great stories. We all have them. We all have them. Sometimes we don't even think about them, but if you start to go back and just probe your mind, wow, you see, that was God speaking to me. Some of, my, of the earliest recollections I have of hearing God occurred when I was eight, nine years old. And in fact, the very first time when I said yes to, to Jesus, as I prayed a prayer of inviting Christ to come into my life, I became aware that I was forgiven of my sin. And I, I've often told people this, that, that the Lord comes to us in unique ways. And we don't have to have anybody else's experience because the Lord gives us experiences that are uniquely for us. And the Lord gave me a sense of his presence that day when he came into my life. Uh, I, for a few days, I was so impacted by uh, what happened in my heart that, that I couldn't really even focus on the things that might normally occupy a nine-year-old boy. Now, I didn't know how to listen for his voice, but I experienced his love. It was like he was saying to me, I love you, Ken. I've come into your life to tell you that I love you and you're now part of my forever family. And I will be with you. And about a year after that, I had some unique stirrings in my heart for the country of China. I was only 10. China was a long ways away and I had no idea about China. I didn't know anybody from China. But here I was, a 10-year-old boy, and I was thinking about China, and I was feeling some connection. And even at that time, I was saying, God, is that from you? And of course, I knew it was future. And I remember thinking about it a lot. I think pulling out the World Book Encyclopedia and looking at China. And wondering and feeling something. Uh, but now, in retrospect... I think God was simply saying to me, would you be willing to give your life in service to me? The, the country wasn't the essence of what God was saying. God was preparing my heart way back then to say yes to him, wherever he would lead. And it was a moment of preparation. It was a moment of kind of tilling the soil. Little did I know. Friends, what I'm trying to say is you too have experienced God's speaking to you when you came to Christ, maybe in your own home, perhaps at a camp sometime, perhaps in your local church. You probably heard him speak even much more than you know. You probably heard him speak even much more than you know. It registered. You were obedient, and yet you maybe didn't even know who it was, what it was, what was happening. God speaks to all of us. Are we listening? God speaks to all of us. Are we listening? Your experience of hearing God is unique to you. God knows what you need to hear. Perhaps you didn't have anyone to interpret or help you with what God was saying, but you knew he was speaking and it's a growing learning experience to hear him clearly. And now, many of you have children growing up in your home. And I just want to say this to you this morning, parents. They too are hearing from God. 
They too are hearing from God, although most days you probably are not convinced of that. <laughs> but they are. Coach them. Coach them. God is speaking to them. Just let them know that God speaks to them too. And if they need to express something, that they could come to you. If they have a question, that you'll sort it through with them. You'll say, I'm learning to hear God's voice too. Quite often our kids don't even know the questions to ask. But it doesn't mean they aren't hearing. Even at that very tender age, three and four and five, they're hearing something. And maybe just having a parent to field their questions and sensing it's okay to ask those questions is, is absolutely huge. I know that God sends his divine whispers to us often. I'm not always aware that he's speaking. But as I look back now, there are some times when I realize that God was speaking into my heart. I didn't know how to acknowledge it. I wasn't quick to say, God, that's you speaking, isn't it? I didn't know. You are giving me some direction. You are reminding me of something. I didn't know you could ask God a question, a simple question. God, what would you like me to know about this situation? I never thought of that. Because prayer, for me, growing up, was mostly one way. And that's what I said to God. No one ever said to me, you could just listen to God and he would speak to you. That would have probably seemed a little too far out there, like, really? You mean you could hear the internal voice of God? Not an audible voice, but an internal whisper? You could hear that? When I was 14 or 15, I distinctly remember hearing the voice of God. Uh, it, it came in a physical setting, seemed to come out of nowhere. Uh, as I was sitting in, in my home church, uh, a country church called East Olds Baptist Church, I had this unique experience on a number of occasions. I'm a young teenager sitting in church, looking at the platform, the pulpit, and I sense God wants me to stand behind that pulpit one day in the future. I get this distinct impression. It's this clear to me. And the whisper from heaven was, this is what you'll be doing, Ken. And immediately there would rise up in me this deep fear of what this what might mean and of my extreme inadequacy for anything like this. And I would feel so anxious. But I also remember a peace that would come and wash over me and a sense of being okay, like, like who am I to say no? You don't really have that choice. But, and, and so there was an adventure to it. I'm fearful to say yes, but really hesitant to say no. Mostly I'd just file it away and, and, and wonder about its meaning and wonder if anything would ever develop out of that and go back to normal living. But God had whispered. And as the years went by, I saw more clearly what God was doing in my life. And how important those experiences were in my spiritual formation. They were critical to my preparation. And I'm grateful to God for them. And we all have them. 
hearing the voice of God, but yet somewhat uh, uh, unaware of recognizing his voice and attributing the whisper to God. I think that's the journey of us all. I'm, I'm convinced that this happens a lot through our years. We haven't thought to frame it in the context that God was speaking and we're hearing God. We simply knew we were following Jesus and he was leading us along and we had moments that really shaped us and it worked. It worked. And that's been my experience too. I'm very aware of the controversy surrounding the subject of hearing God. Mainly because some bizarre things have happened. And it makes people really suspicious. It sets people on edge. I've had people say some strange things to me through the years. And I've had to sift through that. People say, oh, I, hear, I heard God. And he told me to do this. And it was something wild and crazy. And they didn't hear God. They had indigestion. They had too much sushi the night before. And they might have heard something, but it wasn't God. And we've heard too many news reports where the person committing the homicide and says, God told me to do it. We all get nervous about hearing that kind of, that kind of thing. So we, we're very, very careful. But regardless of all of that and all of the precautions, there are barriers that get set up that would keep us from moving forward and, and moving towards the very best of God in our life. And we really want to grow in our authentic hearing of God as we join him in the adventure of walking with him. The enemy would want nothing more than for us to let these artificial barriers keep us from the adventure of a lifetime. The adventure of a lifetime of hearing God. I believe that hearing the quiet whispers of the transcendent God is one of the most extraordinary privileges in all of life. And potentially the most transforming dynamic in the Christian faith. Because when people hear from heaven, they're rarely the same again. When people hear from heaven, they're rarely the same again. Because God has spoken. When the God of heaven speaks into your heart, whether you're 9 or 19 or 39 or 89, your world is rocked. God speaks today. He may whisper a thought in your heart this morning. He often does. And sometimes it's in a church context because we all just slow down from our busy world. We just slow down. And he gets a chance to whisper to us because our hearts are ready to hear and he's ready to speak. Why does God speak today? Why does he want to talk to us? Why is it important for our Father to communicate with us? Can I just give you four fairly brief, but I think important reminders? He speaks to us because he wants to be in a relationship with us, first of all. He speaks to us because he wants to be in a relationship with us. Imagine that. The God who made the world, the God who made the universe, and just everything that is, he desires to be in a relationship with us. Sometimes it's just hard to, it just blows the mind. That we're important to God. That he didn't just create us and then decide 
to never talk to us again. No, he loves us. And the joy of his heart is for us to know him and to fellowship with him. Fellowship is pretty much nil when one person does all the talking and the other person does all the listening. I mean, you have that in human relationships. When, when you talk to somebody, they never ask you any questions. They never enter into dialogue with you, but it's just a one-way conversation. And you walk away from those encounters saying, I, I really appreciate the person, but I didn't really experience a sense of fellowship with them. I didn't experience communion or intimacy or connection. It wasn't mutual. We really didn't share. God still speaks to us today because he wants to develop a love relationship with us that's meaningful for both. He has things to tell us that will change the way we do life. He will tell us things that comfort us just when we need it. He will tell us things that will strengthen us just when we need it because he loves us. And there's no greater joy for him than to just encourage us on our way and prepare us for the next leg on the journey. Secondly, God speaks to us today so that we can experience his definite and deliberate direction for our lives. Just call it guidance. Guidance. He doesn't want us to wander aimlessly through life. He has great plans for us. He makes, he has made us for purpose and significance. God wants nothing more than all of us find our place in his great scheme of life. He, he doesn't want us to get lost in the confusion of all the voices that blare into our ears. He wants to say some things that will change the trajectory of where we will spend our time and energy. So there are whispers from heaven along the way that will keep us majoring on the majors of life. They're God's majors. They're God's agenda. And at the end of life, we can say, I found my life purpose. I lived my life with passion and significance and I loved it because God was in it. The road might have been challenging, but I was always aware of a guiding hand and a guiding voice. That's awesome. Thirdly, God speaks to us today so we can experience his comfort and assurance. Moses led the children of Israel through the Red Sea. But you can imagine the stress in their hearts as they came up against the Red Sea. You know the story. The Egyptian army behind them, the Red Sea in front of them. And they're absolutely trapped. But God made a way. And, and we all have Red Sea experiences. We don't get through this life without some Red Sea experiences. Some of you are experiencing the Red Sea right now. We have Red Sea experiences when our backs are, are to the wall. And we just don't know which way to turn. We just have no clue from heaven yet as to how this thing's going to turn out. And when we have those experiences, God knows our need for assurance and confidence. And then he speaks a word to us. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm up against the Red Sea. But because God has said something, just maybe even one word 
then it's just okay. It's amazing the difference that that one word makes. When we walk through the deepest valley, God is with us. I'll never forget uh, standing alongside of a mom and her family as they reluctantly turned off the respirator of husband and father. Some of you know that kind of experience. In a few minutes, he was gone. Those are quite the moments. We all took a deep breath. There are never any words to say, but just to be there. We were all quiet. There were no words, lots of hugs. And as we left that hospital, I needed to drive the mom home. The mom, all the way home, had an unforgettable whisper from heaven in the form of a song. God gave her a song that played over and over again in her heart. And she knew that that song was coming right from the heart of God. And it brought her such peace. She was amazed at the 45-minute drive from the hospital back to her house. She kept saying, Pastor Ken, Pastor Ken, I have this song in my heart. I'm so sad, but I'm somehow okay. God has me. Oh, he speaks in so many ways. He does speak sometimes in the noise, in the, in the storm, in, in the earthquake. But he, then he speaks in the small, still voice. He speaks by a song. He speaks through other people. He speaks through his word. And we'll talk about those things. God wants to speak to us and tell us that he knows our pain, that he understands our suffering, and that he's with us in the storm. And sometimes it's just a word. But it's, when it's a word from God, it's just everything. Fourthly, God speaks to us today because he wants us to know him. He wants us to know him. If God has stopped talking, then I doubt we will ever discover what he's really like. What we want most from our days on the planet is to know God, to know his heart. To not just know that something that we've read, but that by the Spirit, the illumination of the Spirit, it, it becomes real in our hearts. To know God, there must be more than just one-way communication. There's a communication link in which He talks to us and we, we listen or we talk to Him and He listens. And God speaks today. God speaks today. Isaiah 38, 4, Then this message came to Isaiah from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah and tell this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. And then it says, and then God spoke. And then God spoke. God has spoken through the generations and he's speaking today. Second point is this, God has already spoken. God has already spoken. God has a stellar track record of communication in history. I mean, you just have to open up the pages of this book and start reading, and you see the divine whispers around every corner. God in his kindness has provided you and me with a lifetime of whispers found between the covers of this book. We may not hear a personal, audible whisper from him. I never do. But, but th through his word, 
through that internal voice, through that prompting, through that nudging, every follower of Christ has full access to what he wants us to know about himself and about his character and the life he, he is calling us to live. On the first pages of the first book, there's a, there's a communication between the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it was decided that a physical world would be created. And it was a whisper that started it all. The very first words we hear from God was, let there be light. And there was light. And then God continued to speak as he brought the universe in, into being by just a whisper. Let there be. Let there be. Let there be. Just a whisper. A word that came from God. And there was substance. And amazing. A word from God and there was substance. And then he created a man and a woman and they were given the capacity to hear God. And in the first uh, chapter, third chapter of the first book, it says that Adam and Eve heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. It says they heard God. They heard God. And just a few chapters later, you hear the story of, of Noah. And God looks at his creation and sees how quickly the world has gotten off track. So he speaks to one man, Noah, and he gives him very specific instructions to build a very large boat. And despite how silly it must have looked, for Noah to start building a large boat with no body of water close by. He knew that he had heard God and he obeyed him. The great leader Moses heard the voice of God from a bush that wouldn't stop burning. Moses said, why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. And then when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you're standing on holy ground. And there was just this amazing intimacy between the Lord God and his servant Moses. Exodus 33:11 puts it this way. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. That's an incredible verse. Isaiah our Exodus 33:11 inside the tent of meeting the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend and the greatest and best well-timed whisper of all from God came in the person of his son Jesus Christ the writer to the Hebrews says long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets and now in these final days he has spoken to us through his son. God has whispered to us his great love through his son. And he's especially demonstrated his love to us by his son giving his life on the cross. So take a look at the screens as we prepare our hearts for the Lord's, for the Lord's Supper.